It's been a little while since I posted a podcast online for everyone to see. I do have a Substack, and I would love for you to join it. It is where I'm going to be posting more and more. I already released the uh, three of the chapters from my book unedited. There's mistakes in there and probably stuff in there that'll get changed a little bit. But I thought that'd be fun for my earliest Substack subscribers. Thank you to those who already subscribed right now. The subscription is still free because I think this information is good. And um, I, I can't even imagine... Um, well, I can't imagine charging you just yet. <laughs> so um, thank you to those who have joined already. I'd love for you to join. You'll get more information than what I post on social media. I think we need to get off of social media. I think it is contributing to what I want to talk about today, and that is fear. Um, I've talked about it in the past. A few years ago, I talked about it, and I had people comment um, and people upset with me that I said that we're not called to live a life of fear. And I thought, well, if you know anything about the Bible and about my passion for it, you know the Bible says at least 365 times, do not be afraid. This is a message God wants to give people, and it's for good reason. We're going to dig into that just a little bit here in a second, but people are afraid for a lot of reasons. So if you are afraid right now, you're you're not alone. People have had their health challenged in the last few years. They've had their livelihoods taken away and now threatened with inflation. They've lost friends and family based on positions on all sorts of political issues and health issues and choices. They've lost their communities because communities were closed and shut down. And some of the people I know really heavily relied on those communities for their own mental health. And there's a lot of fear about the future as we look at global war, possibly as we look at inflation, as we look at prices, as we look at um, everything that's happened with COVID, people are scared. And I get it. I we've we've been going through the same roller coaster ride with everyone else with a lot of loss, a lot of challenge, a lot of strange things happening in relationships that we thought were so stable and true. And we've had to look at things and go, what is happening? You know, um, this isn't what, if you're a believer and you love the Lord and you know scripture, you know that getting caught up in that level of fear, you are not called to that. You are not called to that. I just want to say it over and over and over again. If you've read the Bible, if you love the Lord, if you're in relationship with Yeshua, you know, most of the disciples were martyred. They were killed for their faith. And they thought their work was worthy of that level of an end, of that horrific of an end. What they were doing in the world was so important. They were willing to die for it. And I think, you know, maybe as believers, we haven't felt our calling strong enough. Maybe we haven't looked ourselves in the mirror and said, what is my call? Who am I supposed to be in this world? When I meet the creator of the universe, am I going to be able to say that I walked into the destiny he had for me, that I cared about bearing good fruit. The Bible talks about bearing good fruit. We're compared to trees a lot. Well, what is fruit? Fruit is what you do. And it's what you do out of the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, right? Have you walked with the Lord? Have you walked with him outside of your comfort zone? 
all of these things, but it's hard when we've never been challenged. And I think that's part of what we've seen is in my generation, the American church has, has had very little challenge until lately. And now when it really is harder to stand in the public square and say, we believe in the God of the Bible and harder to stand in the public square and say, you know, we're not going to live in fear. We're not going to do what the media wants us to do. We're not going to jump on every new trend and be terrified of every new enemy you put in front of us because we know that God wins. We know that God sees all of this and he knows what he's doing. And we're well aware that it might mean we suffer. That's the other hard part of this. I'm not sure believers have been willing to suffer for the cause of Christ as much as maybe some believers in other locations. And yes, I know wonderful believers who've made every sacrifice. Bless you. But the church in this country has been so blessed. We've been given so much freedom and we haven't had to suffer as much. And now that we're facing global suffering and global difficulty, as the levels keep ratcheting up here, are we ready for it? Are we okay with suffering? Are we okay with putting our fear aside and doing what God asks, even if it costs us something? You know, I think getting out of your comfort zone is one way to defeat fear. Let God take control. Do what he asks and see where he's faithful, right? And this is why I teach obedience so much. Um, obedience to the very basics that are in scripture, like not vague obedience, okay? I'm really, my book is really about specific obedience that is based on what we see in scripture and based on God's laws, because that's the very basic. That's the very foundation. If we're not getting that right, I really don't know that we're going to get the rest of the vague Holy Spirit-led obedience, correct? If we can't even read the Bible and do what God is asking us there, are we going to really be obedient when we're facing something that's maybe more vague and possibly even more challenging? You know, Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. What his word tells us to do is not a burden. It's going to free you and it's going to give you that boldness to know that God is faithful because every time you keep the Sabbath and every time you walk away from something that is evil, God meets you and shows you that he loves you and he has got your back and he takes care of you. And so if we're not willing to do those things, how are we as a church going to be ready to do what God is asking of us, what I think he's about to ask of us in our communities now? So let's talk about dispelling fear and becoming fearless, obedient people of God. How can we do this? And yeah, maybe there's a few of you out there who God has called to hunker down and not be in community and stay home and just be terrified. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you exactly what God is telling you to do, but I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it because I know that our destiny is to go and make disciples. I know that that was Jesus' um, call on the disciples' lives as he left the earth. And I know that every single person that we see in Acts who's meeting Christ and following him understands that you are called to take care of the body of believers and become a part of it. We're supposed to take care of each other. So I have this feeling you're supposed to be in community and you're supposed to be serving your community. We're not supposed to do this alone. And I think that community piece is number one for dispelling the fear. Get into community. 
get around other people, get outside of your bubble, get outside of just your own mind. We need people. And it's why I think the COVID lockdowns were so incredibly damaging. And we have skyrocketing uh, suicide rates, especially in teenagers and depression and all sorts of other health and mental health issues is because we are not supposed to be isolated like that. That is not who we're called to be. And it is especially antithetical to the body of believers. If we're a body, that means we need the hands and the eyes and the, the feet and the mouth and the torso. We need all the pieces in in order to be a healthy body and we are not supposed to be chopped off from one another so get in community number two don't be afraid of suffering there's that great bible verse that says suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope we're supposed to rejoice if we're suffering for the lord if you're out there trying to serve your community and you encounter suffering you're going to go to the lord and say thank you because you're going to give me the strength to persevere through this and that perseverance is going to show me how strong I am. I'm going to get some character out of this. And then because of that strength, there's going to be even more hope in what you are capable of doing because you are capable of doing all things for those who are in you, who have decided to follow you and be obedient to you. That possibility is real, even if you encounter suffering. Don't be afraid of suffering. Suffering comes to almost all of us. We all die. Nobody gets to escape this life alive. Suffering will come to you one way or another. Might as well rejoice and take the opportunity to gain perseverance and character and hope out of that situation. Especially, and listen, don't bring suffering upon yourself. Don't walk into it voluntarily. You know, that's just nonsense. And God doesn't call you to that either. But if you're out serving the Lord and serving the body of Christ, you're going to encounter suffering. And that's okay. That's part of it. Okay? Be ready for whatever you encounter to give it to God and to go to God with it. Pray every single day. If you are not spending decent amounts of time in prayer with the Lord, you are missing out on the encouragement he has for you and the boldness that I think he wants to give you. Go to him with your concerns and listen to what he says back to you. You know, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thank him that you're still here. You still have breath. That means he's not done with you. You still have a purpose and a destiny. And there's still time for you to walk into it on this earth. So go to him. Spend time with him. Obedience. As I said previously, obedience has dispelled a lot of fear in me as I've been more and more obedient over the years and God has met me in that obedience every step of the way. I've been able to gain more confidence in God's faithfulness. I still have my own fears that I have to conquer, but I'm working on it and I know God is faithful. And every time I'm obedient, it just proves it more. And then another way to dispel fear is to become a helper. So instead of worrying about what's going to happen to you, maybe consider how can I help somebody else who might be in the same situation? How can I help people who are going to need it? I think we as a church are going to need to be helpers. We are first and foremost called to take care of our church communities, which means if there are people who are not able to eat, who can't feed their families, who've lost work, who inflation is hitting so hard, we as a church need to start building a way monetarily, food-wise, all of that, to have what is needed to take care of people. We need to start helping. 
if you're a wealthy believer and you're not already really invested in education and all these other places where I think we need believers to be active, um, I think it's definitely time to consider investing in your churches, um, like a fund for your church to meet needs, a community garden. I don't know. Ask the Lord. But certainly we are going to need people who have resources, who love the Lord, to be taking care of people coming up here soon. Now, I want to go to one more thing that I think can dispel fear, and that is putting on the full armor of God. Um, I want to read this to you. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, and that day of evil, guys, it's it's been here, you may be able to stand your ground And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Please, believer, pursue the truth. If that means you turn off the news, turn it off. If that means you stop watching garbage television, please stop watching garbage television. Anything that causes a lie to be planted in you or in your mind, it's time to cut that off. You cannot have that if you have on the belt of truth. Okay, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, righteousness is right standing before the Lord. You have got to be ready. Close the door to Satan in your life. Close it. Shut it tight. Do not allow him in. Whatever sins, whatever evils that you are having to battle in your own heart, because believe me, our greatest enemy usually is ourselves. And we have battles that, that are waging, right? Paul talks about this. No more. Get rid of the evil in your own heart that you may have more hope in the Lord and in his transformational power. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you do this. Put on that breastplate of righteousness that comes from being in relationship with Jesus Christ and being so stubborn about not abandoning it, okay? Because we want to have right standing with God. And with your feet fitted, fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, where you go, whatever you do, you're bringing truth with you, you're bringing righteousness with you, you're bringing peace, the gospel of peace. Peace is shalom, it's wholeness. The gospel is supposed to bring wholeness to people. That is one of your calls, it's to bring wholeness to people. That should be on your feet wherever you go. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, Boy, that shield can really block fiery arrows from Satan. You believe, you know, you have hope in something greater than yourself with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation. Boy, that helmet, I mean, no reason to even put on the rest of the armor if your head is exposed. If you do not know the Lord today, go to him and say, reveal yourself to me because I am ready to serve you. And he will. He is faithful. If you have humbly given your life to the Lord, you have that helmet of salvation. Make sure that you understand it and that it's fitted well, you know, on you, that you understand the firmness of your salvation in Christ and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay, guys, you take the Bible with you. You take it with you. 
You know, I know people who will put the Bible on, um, you know, they'll just listen to an audio Bible everywhere they go. Um, people who are so committed to memorizing Bible verses as we should be because we want to implant those things like a seed in our minds and in our hearts so that when a difficult situation comes up, you you have that. It's ready to go. Just like Jesus in the desert quoted scripture to Satan and finally Satan was dispelled because Jesus kept quoting Deuteronomy to him. We need to have these things memorized so that when that fear comes, we speak out against it. Of this wonderful teacher, Marcel Murray, he's at Messiah's New Life Tabernacle out in, I think, Indiana. And I listened to one of his sermons recently, and he said, you know, you have every right basically to remind evil where it ends up, because it does not end up in the same place we do. You know, evil is going to end up bound and suffering someday. That is not our hope in our future. So every time those that evil fear comes into your heart, quote scripture, and remind yourself, what is your future in the Lord? It is not a fearful place, right? It is wholeness. It is peace. Okay, so putting on the full armor of God, I think is probably the last thing I came up with recently to dispel fear. Um, And then I wanted to just read to you guys some Bible verses just to kind of end this session. These are about fear and hope. I love this one, Psalm 34, four through five. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. Psalm 23, four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Isaiah 41, 13, for I, the Lord your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. I love that. It's his word that says, do not fear. It's not me. This isn't my opinion. I've been afraid of a lot of things in my life. It's not my opinion that you shouldn't be afraid. This is God's call on your life to banish fear. Guys, fear ruins your decision-making ability. Fear accesses that part of the brain that cannot help you organize logically, okay? It's going to take you down the opposite direction. Fear is not a good way to make decisions and it's not a good way to run your life. There's only one thing we are called to be afraid of, in scripture, and it is to have a healthy fear of the Lord, which we should understand because obviously he is the one that has the power to do all things. And he, in the end, is the one that judges every single soul. And it really is going to matter where you spend eternity. So a healthy fear of the Lord, valuable. Fear of anything else is a problem. And it means that you have forgotten that God is God. Now, I do this all the time. This is not uh, necessarily an admonishment to you. This is an encouragement to you that you don't have to live in fear. Luke 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You know, the people Jesus was talking to, they were gonna face really hard things to the very ends of their lives. He knew that. And yet he said, don't be afraid. I'm gonna meet you. I'm going to give you the strength. 
and I'll see you in heaven. And that's what he's saying to his believers today. Psalm 91, four through five, he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night nor the arrow that flies by day. Genesis 50, 21, so do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Deuteronomy 3.22, we'll end with this one today. You shall not fear them, for it is the Lord your God who fights for you. If you are part of God's family, you have God to fight for you. All you have to do is be obedient to what he is asking. That's it. You have nothing to fear. You have everything to gain. And you have a wonderful destiny and call on your life. And if you are in suffering right now, and if you are in fear, the very first community, if you need it to reach out, reach out to me. I will pray for you. I will pray with you. Let's get you plugged in somewhere where you can feel more free, where you can feel like yourself, where you can learn and grow in your understanding of who God is and, who, and the Bible and what God is offering you in your life. You are not supposed to do this alone. So let's not do it alone. Let's do it together. I am so glad that I had some time to do this today, you guys. Um, it's been a good reminder for me as well. I hope you all are about to do great things in the kingdom, to give and be generous, to find others who are in need, to be a light and an example, to be salt, to bring flavor everywhere you go, and as a light to define the things you walk into so that people can understand goodness and righteousness versus evil and wickedness so that people can see that they have no reason to be afraid either if they are in the Lord. I'm Rachel Amaday. I'm glad you joined me for this. Uh, again, please join my Substack. I would love to see you over there. There will be a lot more content. The book is done. It's just being typeset and the design is finished almost really close. Um, and then it's going to be going to print and I'm also going to be converting it to an ebook, which will probably be available first. So thank you guys. I'll talk to you soon.